0: Hello, and welcome to Quietly Influential Leadership Lessons for Introverts. I'm your host, Gwen White, and I'm here to guide you through the empowering world of introverted leadership. This is more than just a podcast, it's a journey into the heart of what makes introverted leaders uniquely powerful. Whether you're an introverted leader seeking to amplify your impact or someone looking to understand the silent strength of introversion, you're in the right place. In this micro podcast, we delve into the profound, yet often overlooked aspects of introverted leadership. We debunk myths, break down barriers, and shine a light on the extraordinary capabilities that introverts bring to the table. Today's episode is particularly special. We're diving deep into questions from you, our thoughtful, introspective listeners. These are queries that touch on the core of what it means to lead as an introvert. But before we get started, I want to share something with you. It's a gift. Free access to my Meaning Fusion Meaningful Goal Setting Workshop and a bonus workbook. This workshop is designed to help you set goals that resonate with your innermost values, aligning your personal and professional life in harmony. It's about creating a roadmap that reflects your unique strengths as an introvert. To claim this offer, simply visit the link in the show notes. It's my way of saying thank you for joining me on this journey. In each episode of Quietly Influential, we explore a facet of introverted leadership. We talk about leveraging the power of quiet reflection, mastering effective communication in a loud world, and utilizing the unique insights from human design and positive intelligence. It's about transforming the way we view leadership and understanding that sometimes the most impactful voices are the ones that don't seek to dominate the conversation, but rather enrich it through thoughtful consideration. Today, we're focusing on the questions that matter to you. From ensuring every team member's voice is heard to balancing the needs of introverted and extroverted team members, we're covering it all. These questions aren't just queries from the many introverts I have worked with as well as our listeners. They're reflections of the challenges and aspirations that many introverted leaders face daily. And in addressing them, We're not just sharing answers, we're building a community of understanding and support. So let's embark on this journey together. Let's uncover the strategies, embrace the challenges, and celebrate the triumphs of introverted leadership. Join me as we explore these insightful questions and together discover how to lead with quiet strength, Let's dive into our first question for today, posed by Sarah, a team leader who values inclusivity. Sarah's question is one that resonates with many of us. How can we ensure that every team member's voice is heard during our meetings? Sarah, your question is at the heart of what makes an inclusive and effective team. It's about more than just giving everyone a chance to speak. It's about creating an environment where each voice is not only heard, but valued. This is particularly important for introverted team members who may not always be the first to speak up in a group setting, but have invaluable insights to share. Let's start with the concept of structured turn-taking. This method is straightforward, yet powerful. It involves setting aside time during meetings for each team member to share their thoughts. It's not just about going around the table, it's about setting the expectation that everyone's input is equally important. This practice can be particularly empowering for introverts, who often prefer time to process their thoughts before speaking. But how do we ensure that this doesn't become just another procedural task? It's about fostering a culture of active listening. When someone is speaking, the focus of the team should be on understanding and considering their perspective, not just waiting for their turn to talk. This approach encourages thoughtful responses and builds a foundation of respect and empathy within the team. I recall a team I worked with where an introverted member, let's call her Jane, rarely spoke during meetings. However, when we implemented structured turn-taking, Jane began to share insights that were pivotal in reshaping our project's direction. Her contributions were like hidden gems waiting to be discovered. This experience was a profound reminder of the value that can be uncovered when we create spaces for all voices to be heard. Another effective strategy is the use of silent brainstorming. This can be done using tools like collaborative documents or even simple post-it notes. Team members write down their ideas independently before the meeting, and these are then discussed collectively. This method levels the playing field by giving everyone, especially those who need more time to articulate their thoughts, equal opportunity to contribute. But let's talk about technology for a moment. In our digital age, we have tools at our disposal that can revolutionize the way we conduct meetings. Platforms like collaborative online boards allow team members to post their ideas in real time, even anonymously if preferred. This can be incredibly liberating for introverts who might feel apprehensive about speaking up in a group setting. However, It's important to remember that inclusivity doesn't end with these techniques. It's about building an ongoing culture where every team member feels valued and understood. This means regularly checking in with team members, understanding their communication preferences and continuously adapting our approaches. Sarah, by asking this question, you're already taking a significant step towards creating a more inclusive environment. It's about taking these ideas and integrating them into the fabric of your team's interactions. Remember, the goal isn't just to hear every voice it's to listen to them, to understand them and to let them resonate within the team's collective consciousness. That brings us to the end of our first deep dive. Thank you, Sarah, for such a thoughtful question to our listeners. I hope this discussion has sparked ideas and offered practical strategies you can implement in your team's. Stay tuned as we will explore more insightful questions in our next segment. Remember, every voice matters, and as leaders, it's our privilege and responsibility to ensure they're not just heard, but truly listened to.
1: Welcome back to Quietly Influential. In this segment, we're addressing a question from Alex, an introverted manager who is seeking ways to create a harmonious and productive work environment for both introverted and extroverted team members. Alex asks, what strategies can we implement to create a more balanced work environment that accommodates introverted and extroverted team members alike? Alex, this is a question that strikes at the core of modern workplace dynamics. The key here is understanding and valuing the differences in how introverts and extroverts operate, communicate, and recharge. It's about creating a workspace that doesn't just tolerate these differences, but embraces and leverages them for the benefit of the entire team. Let's start with the physical environment. Open plan offices have become the norm, but they can be overwhelming for introverts, who often thrive in quieter, more private spaces. Consider creating zones in the office that cater to different needs, quiet areas for focused work and communal areas for collaboration and social interaction. Flexibility is also crucial. Allowing team members to choose where they work based on their tasks and mood can lead to increased productivity and job satisfaction. But what about virtual teams, especially in today's remote working world? Here, we can focus on communication preferences, Extroverts may prefer video calls and real-time brainstorming sessions, while introverts might lean towards asynchronous communication, like emails or collaborative documents. Why not offer both? Regular check-ins can be balanced with platforms that allow team members to contribute at their own pace. Now let's talk meetings. We all know them, and we all have feelings about them. The key to inclusive meetings is variety and flexibility. Some meetings might be high energy and discussion-based, appealing to extroverts. Others could be more structured with opportunities for written input, which introverts might prefer. Encourage different types of interactions and meeting formats to ensure that everyone has a chance to contribute in a way that suits them best. Beyond the physical and digital environments, it's also about fostering a culture of understanding. Team building activities can be a great tool, but they should cater to a range of preferences. Not everyone wants to partake in a loud team outing. Some might prefer a quiet coffee chat or a collaborative project. It's about offering a spectrum of options so that everyone feels included and valued. Alex, another aspect to consider is leadership and management styles. As a leader, being adaptable in your approach can make a significant difference. This means being aware of each team member's strengths, preferences, and comfort zones. It involves creating opportunities for both introverts and extroverts to shine in their own ways. For instance, introverts might excel in roles that require deep thinking and concentration, while extroverts might thrive in roles that involve more interaction and spontaneity. Recognizing and assigning tasks based on these strengths not only boosts individual performance, but also enhances team synergy. I recall a project where we had a mix of introverted and extroverted team members. By consciously assigning roles that played to each member's strengths, we saw a remarkable increase in productivity and morale. The extroverts were leading client interactions and energizing the team with their enthusiasm, while the introverts were brilliantly handling research and detailed analysis. This synergy brought out the best in everyone and led to the success of the project. So, Alex, in summary... Creating a balanced workplace for introverts and extroverts is about embracing diversity in all its forms. It's about creating spaces and communication channels that cater to different needs. And it's about leadership that recognizes and values the unique contributions of each personality type. Remember, the strength of a team lies in its diversity. A workspace that appreciates and leverages the unique qualities of both introverts and extroverts is not just more harmonious. It's also more creative, productive, and successful. It's about building a culture where everyone can thrive, contribute, and feel valued for who they are. Thank you, Alex, for bringing this important topic to our attention. To our listeners, I hope this segment has provided you with insights and strategies to enhance the dynamics of your own teams. Stay with us as we continue to explore more intriguing questions in our journey of introverted leadership. Up next, We'll delve into how to encourage deep focus and minimize distractions in our workplace.
0: Welcome back to Quietly Influential. In this segment, we turn our attention to a question from Chris, an introverted project manager. Chris asks, in what ways can we encourage deep focus and minimize distractions in our workplace? This question is particularly relevant in today's fast-paced, often interruption-filled work environment. Chris, your question touches on a critical aspect of productivity and well-being, especially for introverts who may find constant interruptions particularly draining. The key here is to create an environment that not only allows but actively encourages deep focused work. It's begin with the concept of focus blocks. These are designated times where the entire team agrees to minimize interruptions and distractions. During these periods, emails, phone calls, and even in-person queries are put on hold, allowing everyone to dive deep into their work. It's like creating a sanctuary of concentration where the mind can engage fully with the task at hand. Implementing these focus blocks requires some planning. It starts with a team agreement on the timing and duration of these periods. For some teams, early mornings might work best, while for others, afternoons might be more suitable. The key is consistency and respect for these times by all team members. I remember working with a team that struggled with constant interruptions. Once we introduced focus blocks, the change was remarkable. Team members reported not only an increase in productivity, but also a decrease in stress levels. They felt more in control of their work and more satisfied with their output. The physical workspace also plays a significant role in fostering focus. For those working in an office, consider creating quiet zones or focus rooms. These are spaces specifically designed for deep work, free from the usual bustle of office life. For remote or hybrid teams, encouraging a home setup that minimizes distractions can be equally beneficial. This might involve investing in noise canceling headphones or creating a dedicated workspace away from household disruptions. But what about the digital environment? In our online world, distractions are just a click away. Encouraging digital discipline can be a game changer. This might involve using tools that limit non-work related internet usage during focus blocks or setting specific times for checking emails and messages. It's about creating digital boundaries that support concentrated work. Chris, another important aspect is cultural. It's about creating a team culture that values and respects deep work. This means not only implementing these strategies, but also modeling them. As a leader, when you visibly prioritize focused work, it sets a precedent for the team. It sends a message that deep focus is not just permitted, it's celebrated. In essence, encouraging deep focus in the workplace is about creating the right conditions, temporal, physical, digital, and cultural. It's about understanding that in a world filled with noise and distractions, the ability to focus deeply is not just a skill, it's a gift. It's a gift that we can give to ourselves and our teams, allowing us to produce work that is not only efficient, but also meaningful and fulfilling. Thank you, Chris, for bringing this essential topic to our discussion. For our listeners, I hope this segment has inspired you to embrace and create spaces for deep focus in your own work environments. As we wrap up this segment, remember that the pursuit of focused work is not just about doing more. It's about doing better. It's about engaging with our tasks in a way that brings clarity, creativity, and a sense of true accomplishment. Welcome back to Quietly Influential. In this segment, we're addressing a question from Emily, who holds a strategic leadership role and is keen on creating introvert-friendly networking opportunities. Emily asks, How can we promote more introvert-friendly networking opportunities within our industry? Emily, your question is essential in today's fast-paced and often extrovert-centric professional world. Networking is a crucial aspect of career growth and industry engagement, but it can be daunting for introverts. The good news is that there are numerous ways to create networking opportunities that cater to the strengths and preferences of introverts. In fact, in one of our recent episodes, I share 25 very effective socializing and networking strategies that work for introverts like us. And I encourage you and everyone else who is interested in learning those to check out that episode. I'll pop the link to that in the show notes. Meanwhile, let's start with the basics, the format of networking events. Traditional networking often involves large gatherings with an emphasis on social interaction. For introverts, smaller, more structured events can be more appealing. Think about hosting roundtable discussions, industry-specific panels, or workshops. These settings provide a focus for conversation and can feel more manageable than open networking events. Another powerful tool is leveraging technology. Online networking platforms and virtual events have gained significant traction, especially in recent times. These can be particularly appealing to introverts as they offer the opportunity to connect without the intensity of in-person interactions. Platforms like LinkedIn, industry-specific forums, or virtual conferences can be excellent venues for introverted professionals to make meaningful connections. I recall an instance where an introverted colleague found great success in online networking. By engaging in forum discussions and virtual meetups, she was able to build a robust professional network that greatly benefited her career. This experience underlines the power of alternative networking methods that can be more aligned with introverted preferences. Let's also consider the timing and pacing of networking events. For introverts, events that are too long or too intense can be overwhelming. Offering shorter, more focused networking opportunities can be a game changer. Additionally, providing breaks during events for attendees to recharge can make a significant difference in their experience. But it's not just about the format, it's also about the culture around networking. Creating an environment where different networking styles are recognized and valued is crucial. Encouraging thoughtful one-on-one conversations or even small group interactions can be much more effective for introverts than traditional networking approaches. Emily, another aspect to consider is the role of mentors and connectors. Sometimes what introverts need is someone who can facilitate introductions and help them navigate the networking landscape. Having a mentor or a connector who understands their strengths and challenges can provide the necessary support to make networking a more positive and fruitful experience. Ultimately, promoting introvert-friendly networking is about creating diverse opportunities that cater to different interaction styles. It's about understanding that networking doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all approach. By being mindful of these differences, we can open doors for introverts to connect and thrive in their own way. Thank you, Emily, for this insightful question. To our listeners, I hope this segment has provided you with new perspectives on networking and inspired you to explore ways that suit your introverted nature. As we approach the end of our episode, remember that networking is an art, and like all art forms, it flourishes in diversity. Stay with us for our final segment, where we will wrap up today's discussions and look forward to our next episode. As we come to the close of today's episode of Quietly Influential, I want to take a moment to reflect on the journey we've shared. We've delved into the heart of what it means to be an introverted leader in a world that often seems tailored for the extroverted. We've explored questions that touch on the core challenges and strengths of introverted leadership from creating inclusive meeting environments to balancing diverse workplace needs, encouraging deep focus, and reimagining networking in a way that honors our quiet strengths. Each question we address today is a reminder of the unique perspectives and valuable insights that introverted leaders bring to the table. We've seen that by creating environments that respect and nurture these qualities. We not only empower introverted leaders, but also enrich our teams, our projects, and indeed our entire approach to leadership. I want to thank those who shared their questions and also each of you who are listening for joining me on this journey. Whether you're an introverted leader looking to amplify your impact, or someone seeking to understand and appreciate the power of introversion, your engagement and curiosity make this exploration all the more meaningful. Remember, leadership is not about the volume of your voice. It's about the depth of your influence. It's about leading with empathy, thoughtfulness, and a commitment to understanding the diverse needs and strengths of those around us. As we continue to navigate the complexities of leadership, let us embrace our quiet strengths and lead with confidence and authenticity. Before we part, I'd like to remind you once more of the free gift waiting for you, the Meaning Fusion Meaningful Goal Setting Workshop and Bonus Workbook. This resource is designed to help you align your goals with your deepest values, empowering you to lead with purpose and clarity. Visit Gunnwhite.com to access this valuable tool. Thank you once again for tuning in to Quietly Influential Leadership Lessons for Introverts. Don't forget to subscribe for more insights and strategies tailored for the introverted leader. Join us next time as we continue to explore the nuances of introverted leadership and uncover new ways to make our quiet voices heard.